It's the 11th of December 2021, or thereabouts. We all know that the short-term risks for those accepting the COVID-19 jabs are horrific, worse than the risks associated with any traditional vaccine or drug that ever has been, been ever made. And there have been some horror stories in the past associated with pharmaceutical products. Drug companies are the most ruthless of all corporate entities. They make arms companies look positively benevolent. And as I've pointed out before, they make those involved in the illegal drug trade look comparatively decent. It was known in late 2020, a year ago, that the COVID-19 jabs would cause heart trouble, strokes, neurological problems, myocarditis and pericarditis. I know this because I made several videos last year, 2020, in which I explained that all these things would happen and that the adverse events would not be rare or even uncommon. If you're interested, take a look at my video called COVID-19 Vaccine, Possible Vaccine Side Effects or Vital Information About the COVID-19 Vaccine. Both videos were recorded and published in December 2020 and they're still there. If they'd been on YouTube, they'd have been removed, of course. I've written umpteen thousand words about the short-term problems with these jabs. But I've also been investigating the medium and long-term dangers and what I've found is truly terrifying. This really is a cull. Most of the vaxxed will, I fear, be lucky to last five years. And all that for a jab that doesn't do what most people think it does. To be honest, anyone who still accepts one of these jabs should be considered suicidal or certified insane. Life expectation is going to fall dramatically, and not just because of the quality of health care that's deteriorating daily. I honestly find it difficult to believe that there are people around who are so brainwashed and so terrified by the lies they've heard that they'll accept as many jabs as they're offered. If you doubt my credentials, by the way, take a look at the list of my predictions and warnings on vernoncoleman.com. And if you doubt that, just read your way through my 20 million words of published books and old columns. The politicians, the government scientists and the journalists claim that there are no medium or long-term dangers associated with the experimental jabs. But they say that because they seem to know nothing about traditional vaccines, which can and do cause medium and long-term problems. And of course they know nothing about the experimental Covid jabs in the future because no one on earth can say with certainty what's going to happen in one, five or ten years' time. I have, however, made a determined clinical attempt to analyse what I think will happen. And this is what I've come up with. First, of course, there are the heart problems. It seems that the damage to the heart that is responsible for so many fit sportsmen dropping dead or collapsing is likely to affect far more people than we know about. Doctors can hardly remove hearts from living patients to see how many are suffering serious early stage heart trouble. And it's early days as far as the myocarditis and pericarditis and other problems are concerned. This problem is now a permanent part of life for many and it was all predicted with great precision. Again, just look back at the videos I've made during the last two years. Everything was predicted. The videos are all on brand YouTube. I warned that far, far more will die of the jabs than died or will die of the rebranded flu. It seems, of course, that the heart problems are made worse by heavy exercise. There will, I fear, be sudden deaths amongst those labouring, digging snow or doing heavy gardening. 
Deaths among the elderly will be dismissed as a result of ordinary ageing. Incidentally, have you noticed that recently the official line is that people who go to the gym are more likely to have strokes or heart attacks? As if simply going to the gym was the problem. No mention of the jab as the cause. They're trying to normalise strokes and heart attacks to cover up the jab problems. This is, I suspect, also why so many young people have been collapsing, collapsing on the dance floor. The exercise combined with the heat has put pressure on damaged hearts and they've collapsed. I think the stories about people being injected in nightclubs or drinking spiked drinks are largely just that, stories. Stories designed to cover up the real problem. Bizarrely, I've even seen it claimed that global warming is the cause of all the heart problems we're seeing. That really is pushing it. I have no doubt, sadly, that we're going to see more and more people suffering heart trouble as a result of the jabs. The elderly will die earlier than they might otherwise have died, but deaths among the young will continue to shock. Already, there are calls for defibrillators to be put into schools and sports clubs because of the unprecedented epidemic of heart attacks. It's a long time ago, but of course I remember pupils dropping down with heart attacks all the time at school. And strokes, I expect everyone can remember the same. The number of 10, 11, 12 year olds who just drop down dead in the playground or the classroom. The change in the immune systems of the jabbed will also be of great significance. It's been reported that many of the double jabbed have lost a good deal of their immune system capability. This will mean that they're incredibly vulnerable to many diseases. So I fear, I suspect, the vaxxed will be extremely vulnerable to new variations of the flu. They'll constantly be encouraged to accept new jabs, new booster jabs and so on. The ignorant, the fearful and the susceptible will become pincushions. The drug companies will make untold billions in profits. The medical profession will be paid huge fees to give the jabs. And the evil conspirators behind the, the agenda for a world government will move ever closer to their aim. Vax passports will morph, apparently naturally, into digital passports containing financial details and everything else, and the enslavement will be complete. The future is now very, very near. There will be, I fear, serious neurological problems too. These are already developing. The facial nerve palsy is well known, of course, but there'll be many others that were known about back in 2020. Will there be fertility problems? My guess is that there will be. Certainly, no one can say that there won't be. It is astonishing how many women won't have a glass of wine in case it affects their baby, but will happily have an experimental jab. No one knows what will happen to them or their unborn baby. More and more women who've been jabbed and do get pregnant will be born with underdeveloped babies, I fear or the babies will have serious health problems, heart problems, who knows? Many babies will doubtless be lost mid-term or born dead. Medical history is littered with examples of drugs which everyone said were safe, but which turned out to be not so safe. Thalidomide is just one of the many drugs in that history. And what will happen when those babies grow up? 
Will they be completely infertile? What other problems will they develop? The mRNA is an entirely new type of product. No one can tell you exactly what's going to happen. No one can tell you what will happen in 5, 10 or 15 years. We have to wait and see. And before anyone sneers, let me remind you that there have been drugs which have affected the children of women who took them. The drug diethyl stilbestrol, DES, is a manufactured version of oestrogen. It was given to pregnant women to prevent miscarriages over 50 years ago. It was thought to be safe, though it was actually useless for, why, for, for the purpose it was given. In 1971, it was found that the drug caused cancer and doctors in America stopped prescribing it. Doctors in Europe carried on for another seven years. But there's a twist. It later became clear that the daughters of women who took DES while they were pregnant were at increased risk of developing several types of cancer. The daughters of the women who'd had the drug. I wrote about this in my book Paper Doctors in 1977 and European doctors then stopped prescribing it for pregnant women. It took 40 years for the cancers to become apparent. Don't let anyone tell you that there are no long-term problems with drugs. The cancer risk for the vaxxed can't be underestimated. No one knows what will happen. There are already early signs of problems. A doctor in Idaho, America, has reported that he's seen a 20 times increase in the incidence of endometrial cancer in jabbed patients. And of course, menstrual problems are known to be a serious problem among the vaxxed. I fear that the incidence of all types of cancer will increase dramatically among the vaxxed. With altered immune systems, there are bound to be big problems ahead. And there's another problem. Will the vaxxed be able to take prescription drugs or over-the-counter drugs? If they take aspirin or warfarin, for example, will those bleeding problems that we've seen get worse? We're in entirely new territory. I doubt if the mathematicians and psyop specialists advising the government have much idea of the problems that can happen with drug interactions with ordinary humans. And since the Covid jab is entirely new, there's no limit to the number of problems which lie ahead. So what can the vax do to help themselves? Well, first and foremost, I hope that they don't have any more of the notably toxic jabs poked into them. I suspect that the damage is cumulative. Maybe that's why the authorities are so keen on pumping the stuff into people in such quantities. I believe that the jabbed should consider avoiding strenuous exercise lest their hearts be damaged in some way. I fear that the damage might not always show up when the heart is tested. Gentle exercise is my prescription for those who've had the COVID-19 jab. The footballers who said no were wise beyond their reputation. And if I'd been jabbed by accident, and it would have been a hell of an accident for me to have had any jab or vaccine, I'd want to keep my immune system in tip-top condition. You can easily buy supplies of vitamin D and zinc, although you mustn't take more than the recommended dose because these can be serious and potentially cause potentially deadly side effects. The jabbed, however, should check with their doctors first before taking any medicine or supplement. Will the vax be a threat to those around them? Well, yes, I'm afraid I fear they will. 
they will carry some infections without showing signs or symptoms and so I suspect they'll spread infections. Asymptomatic spread didn't happen before the jab but now there's evidence that the vaxxed may spread the infection without showing any symptoms themselves. I reported a long time ago on the theory that immunosuppressed individuals could provide a reservoir in which viruses might more easily mutate. And will the vaxxed be vulnerable if they mix with the unvaxxed? Well, again, yes, I fear they will. The immune systems of the vaxxed have been changed forever. Just how vulnerable they'll turn out to be is a big mystery. The problem is that the authorities will not be honest about any of this. They will claim that deaths among the vaxxed are caused by new variations and whenever they, whenever they can they will of course blame the wise ones who have refused to allow themselves to be jabbed with the most deadly toxic brew ever invented and promoted by government drug companies and the medical establishment. And will the jabs have any effect on the brains of the vaxxed? Well, honestly I'd be surprised if they didn't. Anything which seems to affect the circulatory system and the immune system seems likely to affect the brain in some way, apart from major bleeds, strokes and so on. What's going to happen to the intelligence of the jabbed? Maybe that explains why those who have been jabbed all seem so darn stupid. Most of them are wearing masks, which is about as stupid as you can get, and of course the masks will increase stupidity because those wearing them will be breathing in a reduced amount of oxygen. The bottom line is that I fear that the jabbed have a massively reduced life expectation and I don't believe that's an accident. How long will they live? Well some will probably live long lives, some cigarette smokers live into their 90s. The human body doesn't always behave as expected, that's the whole point. But I fear many will die, die during winter months, mortality rates are going to soar over the next few years, governments will blame new variants of the rebranded flu but that'll be yet another lie. On average, my fear that many of the vaxxed may have no more than another five years before they become a statistic. The fact checkers will say I can't prove this and they're right, I can't. All I can do is look at the facts we do have and draw conclusions. And I would remind you that I've been absolutely right about this fake pandemic and the jabs since March 2020. I have, I believe, been far more accurate than any government spokesman I've seen and my videos, articles and columns are all still there for you to check if you like. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair and thanks to Brand YouTube and to Mohammed Butt. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms, Rumble, Brighton, Odyssey, BitChute and so on. My thanks to everyone who does this. Please do translations too, all the papers and so on that I refer to can easily be found on the internet. We put transcripts of the videos on both of my websites and when possible we add important links. If you've not been there, take a look at the merchandise that's on Brand YouTube. The platform deserves to be able to make some money. When I first started this weekly review, I intended to answer questions and I'm still hoping that we can do something in the new year, either here or on my websites. For the record, this channel's not been monetized, none of my videos ever has been. No ads, no sponsors and no requests for funds on videos or websites. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos which are always fantastic and often incredibly funny. 
and do visit his website on www.colinbarron.co.uk. Read the lightpaper.co.uk for all the news considered too truthful to print by the mainstream media and visit astandinthepark.org which will give you very useful advice on how and where to stand in a park. Please visit my own websites, vernacolman.org and vernacolman.com. Vernacolman.com is a bit more old-fashioned, but it's got hundreds of articles on animal issues, politics and health. There are free books on both sites, and brand new stuff is added every weekday. Vernon Coleman's Wednesday Review will, God willing, appear here every Wednesday at 7pm on brand YouTube. If it doesn't, then either something's happened to me or the video's been suppressed, which wouldn't be a surprise. We all need to pray for the truth to be shared by the many, not just the, fl the few. Whatever your religion, you need to pray because the people running this fraud respect only lies, but in the way that vampires fear sunlight, they do fear the truth. It's your government's greatest enemy and our only weapon. Finally, although it may feel like it at times, please remember that you're not alone. More and more people are waking up, and once they're awake, they don't go back to sleep. Which means, if you think about it, our numbers are growing daily. If we're going to win this war, then we have to fight hard and with determination and with passion and with the truth. Remember, this is primarily a propaganda war, a media war. Distrust the government, avoid mass media and fight the lies. Thank you for watching an old man in a chair.